back here at Brood Radio TSN at 1040. Corey Basso, Matt Rosenthal still in Europe, so he's away. And while Maddie is away, Corey will play. Uh, so I've got Darcy Oak on the line on Twitter at Darcy Oak, D-A-R-C-Y. O-A-K-E, illusionist, magician. I don't know how illusionist is going to work on the radio, Darcy, but thanks for joining us here on Brood Radio. Hey, thanks for having me. How did you get into this whole thing? I mean, it's not like you wake up one day and just decide, you know what, I'm going to be a, a magician or an illusionist. Um, tell us how you got involved in all of this and uh, how it kind of became your passion and now uh, your career, sir. Yeah, it was basically, I uh, was about seven or eight years old. I think it's a fairly typical story of, of magicians, but I saw uh, a card trick. And I just had absolutely no explanation for how it was done. And it was like the second that I was fooled on that level, I was like, this is what I want to do to other people. And uh, just from that point on, it was just a, a never-ending sort of learning process. And like most kids, I think the majority of kids, if not all, will at least learn like one tiny little trick or something when they're a kid. But, you know, the majority of them grow out of it and move on to other things. And I just kept learning. and never really stopped. It just fascinated me from the second that I saw something that I couldn't explain, like in the flesh, like personally. <laughs> and it just, uh, you know, it just took me over. Now, you can't, do you, do you go to a magician college or what do you do? Or do you just hang around other magicians and kind of apprentice them, follow them around, kind of uh, pick their ear? Or what do you, what do you, what do you do? So, yeah, some guys do. I didn't necessarily do that. I was, uh, like, when I started, YouTube wasn't a thing and the internet was, like, just becoming, like, what it is today. It, it was definitely, there wasn't as much information out on the internet uh, then, and I remember there was like, I found this, uh, it was like called the Society of American Magicians. And it's just like this, this thing you can sign up for. And they had a VHS library and I would like write in from the, like the, in the mail, like the post <laughs> and like send in a letter of all the VHS tapes that I wanted. And then they'd mail me the VHS tapes, allow me to copy them. And then I'd mail them back. And it was like this, like, so that was a thing. The library was also a big thing. And then and then eventually, like when I got a little bit older, I found some other guys in town that were performers and they sort of steered me in the right direction. And it, yeah, it just became this uh, sort of never ending process and thirst for kind of information and content. So, when did it become, let's make up my own kind of tricks and let's stop reading out of books? To, like, when did you start kind of creating your own kind of illusions and magic tricks? Uh, basically, I mean, essentially everything is kind of based off of, uh, you know, already existing methods for the most part. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's all sort of variations on it. Like, I like to say that, you know, most magicians aren't necessarily reinventing the wheel, but they're maybe, you know, reinventing the way that it's perceived, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, creating material and whatnot, it, it essentially spins on, uh, on, you know, relatively old-school magic. Like, what I like to do is, like, look way, way back in, like, the vaudevillian days and see mm -hmm. what those guys were doing and then find ways to bring that into today's culture and spin it and make it more modern and relevant. We have Darcy Oak on the line, magician. Uh, he's in Vancouver November 27th at the QE Theatre. That's a Friday at 7.30 show. Uh, what can people expect from your show, Darcy? Are we going to see Houdini-style guy in chains breaking out of water tanks, or what can we expect from you? Actually, it's funny you say that, because there is one uh, <laughs> main <laughs> sort of big bit in the show that is similar to that. It's not that, but it's a new uh, take on it. And it's so we just finished the UK run of this tour, and in that show we actually had to we had to cut it out a few times because uh, during rehearsals it was like it was an incident, like it was a thing, and I, they wouldn't give me clearance to do it because of <laughs> sort of the dangers and what happened in rehearsals. Yeah. So it's 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 real, like it's a legitimate thing. It's and that's 
what I always like to say too, it's like in a live show, it's like the audience can tell if you're, if you're putting on an act or if you're being sincere or especially in like a live show, when you're telling the crowd, you're doing something dangerous. It's like, they can tell if it's fabricated danger, or if it's real. And yeah. you know, I, I didn't want to do anything that was like, people were like, Oh yeah, no, it's probably fake. It's whatever. So we, yeah, this one bit is like legitimately the most dangerous thing I've ever done in my life. And the rest of it is, uh, it's a combination of, of brand new grand scale illusions uh, combined with, um, you know, actually getting the audience involved in the magic and getting them involved in the show and it becoming a really, uh, really unique evening. Now, you just talked about coming off of tour in the UK there. You're here in Canada now. Uh, when was the last time you were here in Vancouver doing a magic show? And how do the fans stack up? Is it like that in magic? Can you have a different set of uh, a crowd who maybe sits on their hands as opposed to maybe a different crowd who goes absolutely nuts for stuff? Absolutely, yeah. And I think uh, and that sort of varies from show to show for sure. But, you know, being that sort of comes with experience as well. Like, if, I find ways that, you know, I can tell right off the get-go of, like, how the audience is going to be. And, you know, I can sort of change and adapt to how I feel like they're responding um, without necessarily completely changing the format of the show, but I can sort of change the approach and, and the dynamic to connect with, you know, whatever personality that, that particular audience has. But, um, yeah, I haven't been in Vancouver doing a show, I would say, for five, five six years at least. It's been a while. And I haven't actually been to Vancouver with, with my full evening show the last time. I performed it was uh, as a spot in another show, in a variety show. So it's uh, it's really exciting for me to be coming out there. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, just before we let you go, one thing I wanted to touch on just before uh, we wrap this sucker up, uh, just following your Twitter account there uh, before the show, you got a book coming out. Tell us a little bit about the book. Yeah, so the book actually came out in Canada yesterday, and it's uh, essentially my take on the sort of philosophies of magic. And essentially it's that, like, for example, in music, there's like 12 notes you can play. Mm-hmm. but you can play them in different variations, different combinations to create, you know, a different and unique song. And within magic, there's essentially nine tricks that you can do. And it's like, you can make something appear, you can make something disappear, you can make something float, you can read someone's mind. There's nine of those effects that you can do. And it's all about, you know, the presentation and the psychology behind it and how it varies from, you know, say a, a street situation or a close-up situation to the psychology of doing it on a stage in front of a thousand people. Because essentially the tricks could be the same or the effects could be the same, but the approach and the presentation and the structure varies drastically from situation to situation. So we uh, let the reader sort of peek behind the mask a little bit and we give you a little bit of insight into how and why magic works without giving away too much. But I feel like that hasn't really been touched on because a lot of magicians are just keep, you know, play their cards so close to their heart and by no means will ever touch on how anything is done. And it's like, to me, the way it works is just as fascinating as the trick itself. So, are you going to have magicians coming after you, being like, "Man, you're spoiling it for all of us"? Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's not like I. It's not like I actually like. I'm like, here's how this works. It's like, you know, if I'm on stage and I'm going to make something appear, it's like, well, I need you to focus over here, and therefore some misdirection here, and that type of thing. So, gotcha. it's, uh, it's more. It's more the psychology behind it, and less the mechanics of the actual effect. There you go. There you go. Darcy Oak joining us here on a Brood Radio Magician Illusionist. You can see him at Vancouver, in Vancouver, I should say, November 27th at the QE Theater. That's a Friday, 7.30 p.m. show. Darcy, thanks so much for joining us here on Brood Radio, sir. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. Brood Radio.